Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian. I'm Inessa. And we just had the best sound check ever. Did we? Uh, the sound check because we were sound checking by saying dirty words and non-dirty words. <laughs> I mean, that's always how we do it is by saying dirty and non-dirty words. Uh, I suppose that encompasses the totality of words, really. <laughs> words are either dirty or not dirty, not dirty, or it could be both. Yeah. You know, like in the Venn diagram of words. Uh, what, what's a word that is exclusively dirty? And actually, I immediately think of one, the which C I'm word. not going to repeat. Yeah. The C word is exclusively dirty. Yep. Yeah. It sure is. Okay. Uh, that was a zero to C word in less than 45 seconds. <laughs> Uh, actually, even less than that, because we got like four seconds of room, <laughs> room tone that we're going to cut out. Seconds. It's like about 40 seconds to get to uh, uh, taking it really, really low. Oh, I did the recap. You did. I wrote it down. I'm excited to read it, to hear you it. You don't need to be excited. I, I, sorry, I, I don't want to... I'm, um, I'm going to be excited. Look, uh, <laughs> look I... the gift excitement in the mouth. Yes. I, I need I need to be excited about something, and I'm going to be excited about the recap. Uh, you don't need to be excited about I anything. I like to be excited about something. <laughs> Right uh, if you want to be excited about something, this is the thing to get excited about. Yeah, let's do it. The recap is coming in five. Uh, okay. Issue 184. <laughs> uh, flames, a psychic battle, an unconscious redhead, and Professor X unable to stick the landing. Holy cow, what's going on? To find out, we're going to have to wait. Because first, we've got a bit of foreshadowing in Texas. Raven Darkhelm and Valerie Cooper are in Eagle Plaza, getting our first look at Forge. Who is Forge, you ask? Who is Forge? Only the... Okay. <laughs> Who is Forge, you ask? <laughs> Only the latest in a long line of eccentric, lonely inventors that populate the Marvel Universe, <laughs> taking his place alongside the likes of Tony Stark and Reed Richards. Need a specific gizmo that does just the right sort of technical, magical thing? Forge is your man. <laughs> but he's more than that. Forge has a backstory. He also has a shiny prosthetic leg, a cane, an upturned collar, and some super snug jogging pants. <laughs> Let's check out his lab. We get a bit of mumbo-jumbo about Rom the Space Knight on sale then, but not available on Marvel Unlimited, and some dire wraiths. Not to be confused with cheerful wraiths. We also get a look at a scanner which can identify scrolls and mutants. In fact, there's a mutant in this very room. Raven Darkholm, a.k.a. Mystique, <laughs> fears that he may mean her, but no, actually the mutant is Forge himself. <laughs> Time for lunch. In New York City, the redhead from the cover is watching a television in a shop window. They're running a story about the X-Men. She's familiar with the X-Men, but not these X-Men. What's up? The power cuts out, but this isn't a big deal for Red, and she uses her mutant telekinetic powers to turn the TV back on. Red slinks off down the street, and evil Leggy Simone, Celine, excuse me, not Simone, <laughs> evil Simone? Leggy who's, Celine who's, makes her entrance. Who's Simone? <laughs> it, it, so Simone is what my brain inserts instead of Celine. All right. All right. Uh... She's on the prowl and tries to put the demonic moves on Red, but finds that she's bitten off more than she can chew. Red fights back and escapes to a nightclub with multiple disco balls. 
However, the late-stage 70s dance party freakout isn't what makes Red uncomfortable. It's all those voices in her head. Hmm. Telekinetic, telepathic, and red hair? She reminds me of someone, but I'm not (laughs) quite sure who. No time for that, though. Where Where Celine failed, the club's bouncer succeeds, and he prepares to toss Red out. The owner of the club intervenes. He seems like a nice guy, what with the banana yellow blazer, red pocket handkerchief, and black wife beater under his pair of necklaces. Anyway, club owner takes Rachel back to his place, where he totally doesn't come across like a pimp in any way whatsoever. (laughs) I don't think he does. Rachel takes off all of her clothes and relaxes in a bubble bath. Emerging from her soak, she finds that Celine has tracked her down and killed that very nice man. A telekinetic battle ensues. Soon there are flames and the apartment is trashed. Probably for the best that Nick has died, he'd never get the security deposit back on that place. (laughs) Suddenly, the ghostly visage of Charles Xavier appears, followed by three of the X-Men. Random punching ensues, Celine flees. On the street after the melee, Rachel comes to grips with the fact that these X-Men are not the ones she remembers. See, Rachel has come back in time, just like Kitty did back in issue number 141, but it looks like she's come back to the wrong timeline. Oops. <laughs> there we have it. Oh, your recaps are always so good. Kind of you to say. They're whimsical. Worth the excitement? Yeah, yeah. No, I okay, feel like well, that I, excitement I'm... That excitement paid off. I'm always excited when you write the recap. My recaps are like, uh, you know, thorough. Thorough? Thorough. <laughs> thorough. <laughs> yeah. yeah so work, some work, some men don't like. even... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do we think? A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Lots. Do you think so? Because you know, it's, I feel like I've read this like two or three times, and I, I, you're probably right. But but my recap came up a little bit short. Tell me about the lot of stuff. I don't know. It just felt like a lot of things all happened in 23 okay. pages. We have the 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 Raven Darkholm, that whole little sub storyline with yeah. Forge. We have this new person who I guess maybe I'm supposed to recognize Rachel, Rachel, who's not yeah, a new yeah. person, but you know. Um, Does she remind you of anyone? She does. Who, who does she remind? Also, you? in the in the little recap thing yeah. for the Marvel, um, you know, the like the Marvel Unlimited thing in the on the little recap I'm showing with my hands. The, so no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but, but, but yeah. say the word "little" one more time. So <laughs> it's helpful for me to understand what you're doing. Small, sure. the miniaturized, the wee recap that they do at the beginning. The, the little, just the like mutant the one. energy vampire Celine makes an attempt to capture Rachel Summers, a mutant from the future. The X Men step in to save her. That one. Gosh, there's no clues there. Is <laughs> this is what I'm saying? Is yeah. like I w- spoilers. You know, yeah, but it, it's funny because they didn't use that name. They only used her first name. Correct. Anywhere throughout the thing. So yeah. Um, although in my head, I guess I thought she was the daughter of Scott and Madeline. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Right. But it could be the daughter of Scott and Jean Grey. No one knows. It's hard to know. Uh, it's hard I mean, to know. It know. is easy people to speculate. Suspect. Yeah. Yeah. So then that all that whole thing happens. The whole thing in the club, the X Men show up. Yeah, you know, it's just like the whole thing with Celine and like who the fuck mm-hmm. is she? Like, what does she have to do with any? I don't know. It's just like a whole. Okay, it felt like they crammed a lot of stuff into this issue, but like in a crammed. Like, is this a good thing? Yeah. Okay. I always like when there's a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, is this like a seven layer burrito or like a, a thirteen layer burrito? Because like I mean, like a seven layer burrito is delicious. Thirteen layers in my burrito? That's too many layers. No, I think this is a seven layer burrito. Okay, it's a seven layer burrito. Yeah, awesome. But yeah. Um, yeah, it feels like a sort of a setup, you know, setting up a bunch of, I'm I'm assuming, 
that well i'm assuming and also i know because i've yeah. you know i read shit that uh <laughs> you read you shit know, all the, you're very well read all those storylines to various degrees will continue yeah uh, and all those characters will remain yeah. and so it sort of feels like the sort of a setup issue for a new yeah. series of problems i guess uh it, it, it is setting up a new series of problems yeah. wait wait uh, keep talking say something i'm talking about problems in future issues Okay, cool, cool. You 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 moved the you you moved the ottoman a little bit right before I got room tone. You're cool. Don't don't touch anything now. I moved myself away from the ottoman oh, fair. because yeah, you didn't I touch was, the ottoman. Yeah, because yeah, but, I was touching the ottoman yeah. and I didn't want to be touching the ottoman because then every time I shift it jostles the ottoman sure, a little sure. bit. Yeah, you don't want to right now. The, the cord to the microphone is touching me. Uh oh. Like, but you know what I mean about like I mean saying that you moved away from the ottoman is uh, mathematically the same as saying that you pushed the ottoman away from you. Depending on like where the origin is in like that Cartesian coordinate system, like if you are the origin, then effectively the Ottoman moved away from you. If the Ottoman is the origin, then you moved away from the Ottoman. I'm so tired. <laughs> just. It's not just my children that hate it when I talk about math. It's very also tired. You. I love it when you talk about math. No, not, not in this instance. No, though. I do. I love it. <sighs> I love when you talk about math. But the cord is touching me, and I'm wondering if that's going to, like, make sounds. Should I move the cord? No, the cord doesn't enter into it. The cord doesn't enter into it. Thanks for listening. I wish that I, no, I wish I had more to say about, like, the Cartesian, uh, the Cartesian plan, Cartesian coordinates versus polar coordinates. <sighs> Nobody wants to talk to me about coordinate systems. <laughs> I do. I do. No, you don't. I do. You just said you're, no, well, I do. Well, I mean, maybe not, not right here and now in this moment. Well, when? With, I mean, when? when? Let's set up a time. <laughs> Later today, we'll talk about it in the Whoa. canoe. <laughs> wow. You uh, talk about it in the canoe? Okay. Yeah. You, 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 what? You, you, you called my bluff. <laughs> All right. Later today, we're going to talk about polar coordinate systems. Uh, speaking of which, that's a great way to like draw a, um, uh, like if you want to visualize time, uh, do it with polar coordinates. You've got like uh, I remember y, very little about po- polar coordinates. To be um, yeah, it was you got like y going from zero to twenty four, twenty four hours a day, and it looks sort of like a clock. Yeah, that's how you, uh, you if you want to if you want to visually render data that depends on like a twenty four hour day, you do that. Hmm. Okay, cool. so that was polar coordinates. Um, and 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 for our listeners who may not be aware, I am actually a recognized uh, thought leader uh, in the. <laughs> In the realm of thought data. leader, that I'm sounds, a thought leader. I'm a thought. That sounds sort of is this the first time that you've heard that? Downright Soviet. Um, you need to spend more time in white collar America. Thought. <laughs> thought leader. I mean, like it, it, someone is a thought leader. Uh, companies exhibit thought leadership, but but in, in the in the on the subject of data visualization, basically, you're a thought leader if you don't have a degree, if you've never written a book about the subject. <laughs> Uh, like if you've made a blog post, <laughs> I mean, you sound like someone that needs to shut the fuck up. And those, I, I agree with yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you've done those things to say, so that yeah. Like if, if you self-publish something, like, or maybe you've spoken more than once at at industry conferences, you're a thought leader. Yeah. Like, like you had, you wrote three paragraphs about a subject on LinkedIn. You're a fucking thought leader. Well, by that measure, you're not a thought leader because you've done more than those things. No, no, I'm specifically in data visualization. No, I'm an authority on something. That's what I mean, (laughs) is that you were beyond whatever the next thing is. No, but data visualization, I have no formal training in the subject. Yeah. And, uh, well, and that's that, really. 
Okay, so uh, moving along, moving on, moving the fuck away from any discussion of uh, uh, coordinate well, systems, coordinate. The, the, the Cartesian plane. I should have made that cup of tea. I, I look, man. <laughs> you know that's that's uh, one of your so not showering and not making a cup of tea. <laughs> those are two of your shortcomings. Two things that I excel at. Well, it, not it's, the, doing. it's the question. It, those are two questions that you always spend pose a lot of time pondering those questions, for which the answer is always emphatically yes. <laughs> and how many years is it going to take? And when I say how many years, I mean like another ten <laughs> years. Because like ten years ago, uh, and we've been married for more than ten years, yeah. blows my fucking mind. Ten years ago, you would have uh, 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 on a Saturday. Hey, should I take a shower? <laughs> ten years later, you're still doing. I that. still do that. It's true. And, and the answer is always yes. Yeah. And then you know the, the second question is like, when should I take an, uh, a shower? The answer is always like, I mean, should right I now. take? Hold on. Should I take a shower? Is like yes, obviously one should shower. I, I don't mean yeah, it. The, in that the sense. question is like, when should I take a shower? Should I do it and, now or later? Right. And, and it's I like should probably do weekends. it now, but right. usually I want to do it later. That's the exactly problem. Yeah. exactly. But you, you, it's weird the way that you treat taking a shower in a way that's similar to the way that I treat, like, mowing the lawn or most people treat, like, going to the dentist. Because the answer is, like, when should you do it? You should do it, like, as soon as you, you have the question. Like, when should I go see the dentist to get my teeth cleaned? Like, if you're posing the question, it means you didn't get them cleaned in the last four months. So get on it. <laughs> Yeah. Just as somebody says, like, "Hey, you know, should, should I should I take a shower?" Cool. So, like, you've been up for a little while because <laughs> it's not like you roll in, in, in like thirty seconds after you get up. No, should I take a shower? Like Saturday like, morning. That would be like, "Hey, you, you've got have a cup of coffee first. Yeah. But no, it's always like nine thirty. You've had coffee and breakfast. Yeah. I was, you know, look, man, <laughs> you know? and like on the weekends, I do because, shower. Like, you're not, I just want you're not all of our listeners to know that I do shower. Almost every day. You, you shower most days, and nobody needs to shower every day. I mean, you know, Americans are, are, are weird about that, but nobody needs to shower every day. And in fact, it's not all, all that good for you if you do shower every day. So you should have had a cup of tea. Yeah. All right. All right. But you know what? I am. I am a human cup of tea because I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wake you up. I'm awake. I'm just. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Of, I'm gonna make tea. you. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, no, but I'm gonna do all of the stuff uh, that tea does for you, which is you know a, a very trivial amount of caffeine and uh, something uh, uh, something comfortable and familiar and and that will put you at ease. Mm-hmm. I am a cup of tea in human form. <laughs> to you. All right. Coming back to. <laughs> So you've got notes right there. Marshal your thoughts. <laughs> I do have notes. I don't have any. I don't have notes in any sort of. All right, of, cool. Uh, um, questions, comments. I don't have uh, questions. Let's see. I mean, Forge's costume. That was a. You know, you mentioned that in your recap. Boy, that boy. was that was delightful. That was that was amazing. That was like if like yeah. Freddie Mercury was a. Oh my God! Yeah. yeah How did like, I not? <laughs> like. Uh, oh yes, spot on. Yeah, like an evil sort of possibly quasi evil, maybe evil, uncertain. Yeah, sort of, no, uh, he's, he's that's one hundred percent. You're channeling Freddie Mercury. Yeah, and apparently he has like so he he who forge Forger, okay yeah, Freddie Mercury forge. Yeah, okay yeah. Freddie Mercury like was a, had a lot of gifts. I mean, he, yeah. he's almost a mutant himself. <laughs> he could sing it like five octaves. He or could. Some he could. Yeah. yeah, he was amazing. Yeah. Um, apparently, Forge. Then you know we go on to learn increasingly about his like bizarre. Uh, 
backstory thing, yes. which I look forward to. Yeah. Uh, but but for the time being, his uh, like super weird costume and just like his <laughs> like extra sort of out there like pose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. with the um, it's like sort of got the, one hip cocked and he's got the the cane. The cane. <laughs> yeah. The cane really just brings it home. Yeah. It's almost like, like the cane is just there to say like we you know for for, for the artist look look we know. <laughs> This was okay. intentional, yeah. right? Right. I mean, it, 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 they don't they don't know. Like in 1984, they're not saying 20 years from now people are going to be chuckling over this outfit. I mean, because like nobody thinks that in the moment, right? Right. Like, like I'm I'm hip, man. I'm yeah. I'm cutting. This is oh baby. <laughs> you know, this is like a sea change in how humans are dressing themselves. <laughs> uh, but that, like, with the cane, they're like, yeah, right, we're a <laughs> <laughs> little camp. You know, yeah. it, it, we 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 know because without the cane, it, like, it just scans his eighties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you know, the, the upturned collar and the uh, the running shoes with like what is it like the tongue of the running shoe like like spilling out over and, the thing. Like, which, the pulled up socks. Yeah. It was, it was like like Adidas the, that had the really long tongue. I don't. I don't, remember. I don't know what brand or whatever. Re- Let's say Reebok. Reebok no. sounds really 80s. It does. Okay. So then the, another note that I had written down is like, and I think this is a direct quote. So the US the US is in armed conflict with an extraterrestrial terrestrial race of dire wraiths. So my oh, yeah, question yeah. when I read this was like, is this Celine or is this some other thing? So okay. I know now that it's not Celine. So first things first. And it's it is a, it comic. is an extraterrestrial Said it right. not like the terrestrial diaries. <laughs> yeah, they've got to run homegrown. Yeah, non ET. I mean, those bitches will fuck you up <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, but the yeah. extraterrestrial ones are. You know, so even, the even dire worse. the dire wraiths. Um, because that's like that's news to me. Right? Like I'm reading this and like yeah, yeah, I yeah. have not I was not aware up until this point that the U.S. was in this armed conflict. This has all been happening outside of the universe. Yeah. of, you know what we've this been reading is, as far as I know. This is a this is yet another little bit of cross promotion. Right. Um, I would look it up on Marvel Unlimited, but it's not there. Uh, I referred to Rom, Rom the okay. Space Knight. Mm-hmm. Not available on Marvel Unlimited. My guess is that there are rights or licensing issues. I could have troubled myself to research this. If you know why <laughs> Rom is not on Marvel Unlimited, uh, please email Cerebro at xmenfiles.com. That's Cerebro yeah. at xmenfiles.com. We, we do get a lot of emails, so you know, it might take do, us a day or do. so to reply so to your we, email. With the subject line. Yeah. Urgent. <laughs> Um, urgent, please read, uh, or forward colon, uh, Nigerian funds. Because we do, we do check those out. Um, so I, I, I remember this, uh, this comic, Rom the Space Knight. Uh, okay. It was made in connection with a line of toys. I don't know what came first, but my guess is the toy came first and then the comic. Okay. Uh, and that's probably why we don't get it in Marvel Unlimited because there's like some weird rights issue and mm, um, yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah, like Mattel or Kenner or some shit. Um, there was also a comic called the Shogun Warriors uh, that were like large. Um, I can't remember what we call them, not kaiju, but whatever the, mm-hmm. the large mechanized things, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, um, uh, the uh, anime and manga yep, uh, stuff yep, from Japan. Things, yep. uh, similar deal. And I want to say that I might have had or a friend had a Shogun Warrior. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And Shogun Warriors are a little bit earlier. 
these are classic late 70s early 80s toys uh, they're you know about like two feet tall uh, hard plastic and they would like shoot shit that <laughs> not actual li- little pellet no not actual <laughs> shit no um like little plastic pellets that could easily get lodged in the throats of small children <laughs> Um, that would, that was like the, the high watermark for chokeable, <laughs> children's chokeable toys. children's toys. Yeah, exactly. Um, cause like Battlestar Galactica had some toys with like similar little plastic pellets. Um, I'm, I'm being glib as a parent. I mean, like, like I'm horrified to know that <laughs> that shit was, um, you know, lawn darts. It was another one. You, you know, like, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of choking hazards in the no, world. No, no, lawn darts is not a choking hazard. Lawn dart it's is like, a like blindness or, you know, puncture. Children, like, took a lawn dart to the fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyway, so, you know, as uh, as glib as they're like, oh, man, we were tough back then. We were tough. The, the ones who survived. <laughs> Uh, feel pretty goddamn tough. Um, all right, back to Rom the Space Knight. Right, so that's where the wraiths are, yeah. and I probably don't need any. I mean, you can tell me more about them, but yeah. I guess for the purposes of this story, the reader does they not don't, need. They to They don't know. factor into right, this they're, issue. They're there so that Forge can talk about his like perfect uh, science magic gizmo. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I loved. <laughs> also written down that like when she when you know when he scans them and he's right. like, oh, there's one mutant in this room. It, which Mystique was like, well, if he knows it's me, I guess I'm just going to have to kill them both. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was like her. So there was like no other. Yeah. No other solution. It was just like, oh, I guess I'll just have to kill. Yeah, them. I'll have to kill him. Yeah. Um, I was a little sad that she didn't have to do that because that would have been fun. But. Hey, by the way. So so everything is going to for this week and maybe for like the next two weeks. Everything is going to make me think about the Americans, a show that I that I picked back up yep. like about a week ago today, yep. and, and then I'm nearly done with the uh, season four. Uh, like the same shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so you remember like like okay. Martha and hey, spoilers, spoilers if you haven't yeah. seen it. But like you know, Martha, one of the uh, uh, the people that Philip is working. Like like she 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 gets away and says all right so if you're having trouble bringing her in uh, just fucking kill her yeah yeah you'll have no other choice no, yeah. I understand that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and Maybe there's an episode I that I don't that. think you saw where where there there was a murder that was like kind of from out of nowhere like like oh my god <laughs> like she's like like you. you the, the guy just asked, uh, you know, is everything okay, sir? And they're like, nope, too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going to have to choke you to yeah, death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're done. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Huh. Well, I, I could kill them both. <laughs> yeah, that was, I don't know, I found that bizarrely charming. <laughs> yes, but uh, tragedy, narrowly averted. Narrowly averted. Um, What else? X-Men don't show up, like, they don't actually have a big... They're not X-Men in this. Are barely yeah, in this, they're actually. barely in this. Yeah, uh, you know, good point. Yeah, and apparently this is the start of a series of issues where they are have lesser roles. So we'll see if that. That's what I've read. So we'll see if that plays. Yeah, out. I know. Uh, so we are. I think we've got next week, and then in two weeks, we've got. Uh, an issue that's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to give away much more than that, but. Um, we got a double-sized issue coming in uh, two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, which is not very superheroic at all. Mm. I'm so gassy. Like I feel, like I can barely, <laughs> I can barely speak, man. No, this is this. Is, I'm such a goddamn old person. Like, I can't. What did you eat? I, I had like leftover uh, kung pao, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, kung pao. When that? I made that on Thursday. 
That's some good-ass Kung Pao, but, uh, boy, oh, boy. All right. Your point about the X-Men <laughs> presence uh, is correct. So what we're getting is this is, I mean, I found it difficult in the recap to, mm-hmm. to talk about the fighting because there's really Very nothing to it. Yeah. It's like, in terms of page count even, it's not that much. Yeah. I don't even know how they, why are they even, how did they even, I mean, I guess she's calling out to Xavier and he hears her Cerebra. somehow magically instantaneously deploys whatever i mean i don't know where where were they were they in, i guess they were in new york city yeah exactly so all it, it, nearby yeah, yeah, short yeah, yeah, flight yeah yeah all all, all yeah. mutants uh all superpowered beings go to new york yeah um, yeah it is uh, just like all kaiju monsters go to tokyo yeah, yeah. <laughs> right um yeah and then i mean the the, the sort of I don't want to say main X-Men thing, but a thing after there's like a little bit of fighting that maybe is not a little bit notable as, as Storm being like, well, you know, Xavier is really good at this leadership thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm not that sort of a yeah. low key picking that storyline of her kind of uncertainty about her role or, or herself. Yeah. Picking that back up. But that doesn't, you know, it just kind of is like one panel and then. Which is fairly we typical, move on to something else, yeah. right? Because they um, don't really explore the, it. the the overall story is not about that, but we just need to either inform new readers or remind returning readers right. that That's Storm's emotional conflict is not one hundred percent resolved. Um, period. Right. What else did I have? Let's see. Love a good multiple timeline story. Do you? I actually don't. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, I don't, don't like time. Well, well, tell me about why you do. I mean, I know, um, just, it's yeah. a fun thing. Ever since, ever since we watched that episode of Community with the kids, <laughs> it's always a fun okay. thing to think about. I was in the bathroom with Eartha Kid. Yeah, that okay. one. Okay. <laughs> that um, our ten-year-old still routinely quotes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I don't love it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Do I love, or is it just just that one episode of Community? That one episode of Community. Okay. That I love. Well, on the Avengers, they have. You know the the end of. I don't like that. Of end game. Multiple, I don't like the time travel. Multiple. T- I don't like. Do... I don't like the time travel. But I like. So, the, sorry, I, I'm not I trying like to talk, the idea I, I don't of multiple. Talk, yeah. You like the idea of multiple, multiple timelines. timelines. Um, in that it's interesting to think about. I may be with you yeah. on that, and I, I tell you what I enjoy. Not so much that I ever read much of it, but <laughs> that I like kind of in. Theory, theory is, uh, yeah, I, I like alternate history. Mm. Uh, I mean, Star Trek will do a little bit of this. Um, there's an author, Harry Turtledove, I think is his mm, name. Mm-hmm. He's done several of those, and it's actually, it's, I've only read one. Um, I mean, one of these days I'll get around to reading more of them. But uh, he's got a book called The Guns of the South that mm-hmm. was actually really cool. And it's like people from, he doesn't say, but it's South Africa, mm-hmm. uh, come back in time to help the South win the Civil War right. by giving them uh, AK-47s. Oh, yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> right? uh, so, like, that was actually loads of fun. Mm-hmm. Largely because the time travel was just one way. It spent all of its time in time, as it were, uh, in this one environment, and the other timelines were not necessary to that story. Mm-hmm. It is just a way to think of Hey, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. If the South had won the Civil War, what would that be like? <laughs> right, right. Uh, I enjoyed that. 
Um, so like alternate history and you know, we never saw, was it like the man of the, we, we saw a little bit of the man of the high castle. Yeah. No, that was a, it was, it was a drag. <laughs> yeah, that was um, a drag. there's only, there's only so much of, of watching Nazis win that I've got patience. There's for. only so much killing of innocent children that I can really watch that too, as a that too. routine sort of yeah. TV, you know, that sort of tends to be off limits. You know? I love the idea of that. Yeah. Well, there's the Philip Roth, uh. Which I've never. I, I started reading that, yeah, and one of these other things. Ooh, another great book. I'm blank on the name of the author. It's a book called Fatherland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about. I mean, it's another. If Nazis, Nazis won. Nazis won. Wait, this is like what alternative history is. What, you know, what, what, well, no, no. What if the baddies yeah, won? Right, right. What if the baddies? What if the baddies won? won? Uh, you know, it's never about like, like. Oh, you know, what if, uh, what if the Louisiana Purchase had never happened? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, they'd be speaking French in Missouri. Uh, but yeah, there's this book called Fatherland. Uh, you know, what if America? Even similar to Philip Roth, Roth, Ross, Ross, Roth, Roth. Okay. Um, uh, like if it, so, America doesn't enter the war uh, in World War Two, right. and so England is defeated. At mm-hmm. which point, like the Nazis roll over all of Europe. Right. Right. Um, that was actually pretty cool. Is uh, like the president. You know, it opens up. I think like in the sixties or the seventies. Uh, and the president is Joseph Kennedy, <laughs> you know, the elder Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you get all the all sorts of like crazy, and like Hitler is still alive, right, yeah. but he's he's like old, and so all of Europe is under this kind of like Soviet style autocracy. Uh, yeah. Um, I've already made my point that that book was cool. Yep. <laughs> Cool. Right. Alternate and, timelines. And, yeah, alternate, alternate timelines. timelines. Kind of yeah. cool. Curious to see where they go to that, where they go with that. Yeah. Um, and the last, second to last thing that I had written down was penultimate. This, like, the penultimate thing I'd written down was mm-hmm. that this one seems, and again, just from reading stuff yeah. about it afterwards, like seems like it was highly intertwined with um, not only ROM, but also the new, new mutants at that time. There was not heavily intertwined. Yeah. Uh, like there Rachel is a had footnote. cropped up in. Some of those issues before she turned up here. I think she just shows up in one issue. Oh, okay. I, um, I'll, I'll go. Uh, um, My question was: Should I be reading the New Mutants? You should because it's good. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up that issue of New Mutants if I can. While you're talking. Well, I'm talking. Um, New Mutants number eighteen. New Mutants are New Mutants are, are, are good. Uh, I enjoy it. Enjoy them. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the other thing I read somewhere is that uh you know these the the character and i think i mentioned this already the character of forge and i'm going to stop hitting the floor because i'm sure it makes a noise yeah and the character of rachel uh stick around for a while and yes forge in particular i guess becomes like a crucial character type person so with his weird super weird backstory so curious to see his backstory is not that weird um he's a native american uh and that's most of it Vietnam veteran. He's in Vietnam? Yeah, I think so. One-legged telekinetic, uh, you know, magic. Did they mention that in this issue? No. Okay. Shaman inventor or something. Shaman? Shaman? Shaman. Um, And this issue has, while you're looking that up, it has letters. Did you read the letters? I sort of did. One of the letters kind of bummed me out. And I actually like... Which one? The one about, like... I can't read this anymore because how could Scott Summers have two, you know, after he loved Gene, you know, if, if he if he can love someone else now, then that means that their love wasn't really, uh, you know, a thing. And oh, I don't know. It was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one, just was like 
That one, I... That... Oh, New Mutants 18. Sorry. I was looking at New Mutants 15. So I, I, I read that letter. Yeah, actually, I want to I wanna talk about that letter once I find New Mutants number 18. Yeah. By the way, I, th- I think that it's like New Mutant... When uh, Rachel shows up in that issue... I think it's just like she she rings the doorbell or some oh, okay. shit. And then just that like, she had like a bigger role. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, that was. Oh no, no, maybe uh... <laughs> that was some dead air while I was making a note. And that's a, oh yeah, well, I mean, we're sorry. Yeah, we, we we we. This is not the professionalism that you've all come to expect. <laughs> what are you looking for now? Uh, she does show up. Actually, man, you really ought to read that because that's when Sinkevich is on uh, doing the New Mutants, Which, and that's like, really good shit. What numbers? All of them. I you start with number one. Like if you, if you can make it past, like like they start off actually pretty decent. I mean, I I, I think the first uh, whatever number of issues, uh, you know, the first like 30, 40 issues of New Mutants are all worth reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, things really take off when uh, Sinkavich does the art. Uh, it, it's 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 really really fantastic mm, okay. stuff. Well, I'll try to have a look at that. Really good early eighty, you know, yep. like Bronze Age comics uh, shit. All right, so Rachel in the New Mutants, uh, not significant okay. in that issue. Uh, that was a long walk. <laughs> that was a long walk. So, you're talking about the one from Brian Gleichman yeah, and I actually, in like, Olaf, Kansas? I actually Googled that person because I was like, <laughs> I want to know more about Brian Gleichman. Yeah. Uh, there was a Brian Gleichman that, uh, you know, works and writes about role-playing games, which, you know. Really? Could be the same person, <laughs> you know, uh, I guess. Yeah. yeah you know. Or there's smoke like, same, Yeah. <laughs> same sort um, of. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't learn much all about right, so, him other than that he had strong opinions about role-playing games. So, all right, so we get into some kind of slippery rhetoric here. I mean, I just saw the uh, issues 94 through 138 were ruled by one theme, love. Were they? Right. Yeah. Not not solely that. But through the power of love, she makes herself live again. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, the theme of the... So, um... The theme of those first 45 issues is dead as well. That's not all that has died. Love is an ideal. If love can die, then any ideal can die too. Love, justice, hope, dreams, and all other things that give life meaning can die. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm curious, like, like how, what I right. what I really wanted to know was like yeah. how, because like, that sounds like something that someone would write when they're like 17. Yeah. And would think was like super, super, super deep and like. And logically airtight. Yeah, and air, exactly. If I stop enjoying Fruit Loops, then I can stop enjoying everything. <laughs> True. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I was just really curious about that that person and and yeah. you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, the problem with anywhere, ideals is that if they're right, they must last forever to be worth having at all. In short, <laughs> this is wrapping up the yeah. uh, the philosophical argument. Here. In short, the X Men has lost the ability to have any meaning. Yeah, I mean it's a little dramatic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah, and that letter was like. Whoa! <laughs> Where did that heavy yeah. and like what? <laughs> I think it's time to go back on the riddle. Yeah, yeah. It was a little bit of a. Like a... Uh, you, you you spot on though. It is the kind of thing that uh, in the throes of adolescence. Yeah. Uh, as I'm not projecting to like for her own children or anything like that. But <laughs> in the throes of adolescence, you know that progression from from childhood to adulthood, where. 
uh, consequences and gravity and just kind of the awareness of your own existence uh, starts to get heavy and, and you're and you're figuring all that out. Yeah. Like, like, like okay, I've, now suddenly I realize that I've got all of these Lego pieces yeah. and I'm putting them together. Um, and, and I'm, and I'm understanding all of the control that I have over this, yep. uh, now suddenly, like, I get it. I'm, I'm an equal traveler. And like, well, yeah, yeah. in the, in the immortal words of Alice Cooper, not a boy, not a man. <laughs> so, so Brian yeah. Gleichman, if you're listening, I want you to send us an email and yes, uh, please. tell us if you still feel the same way about, uh. About life, oh, these many, many years yeah. after the mid eighties, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. So the one thing that I do want to say is, you don't want to go to that dangerous place of of adulthood being, ugh. You're going to realize that ideals come and go just like a city bus. Right, right, right. Yeah, like, like, you know, being jaded is not a victory. Right, being right. jaded is just means that you've been on Earth and you've survived some shit. Right, right. Well, and engaging like, people with Bad shit your, has happened. Right. Engaging yeah. people with your own sort of superior future knowledge isn't really a good way to connect with them either because no one has ever yeah. been like, oh, thanks for telling me right. that. You know? it, it, yeah. Exactly. And, and, uh, Which is why it's hard to engage children on some of those immature topics because what you really want to do is like "Mm, what you think is wrong and you'll figure that out as you get older but you know obviously that's not helpful definitely definitely and 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 these folks are like like like, oh you know i've been sunburned so many times that like like now i just don't even notice the sun anymore (laughs) that that's not a victory Point being, yeah, I I, I come across. I'm talking about myself. (laughs) What I'm doing because, um, you know, I've got a thicker skin than I had Mm. when I was like 15. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah, but there's a point at which uh, this is going to sound really trite and obvious. Go for it. I, I don't. Trying to think how to how to phrase this, um, I don't want to brag about the hardships that I <laughs> suffered through. Right, right, yeah. Because uh, it, it, uh, was it, it, like Charles Bukowski, he was talking about like a, a Camus, and it's, it's like you know his character Henry Chinaski, he's like like he doesn't like Camus because um, you know Chinaski says I prefer people who scream when they burn, <laughs> and that's. Is, you know, in a weird way, like maybe a jaded way of saying things like, right. um, scream when you burn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I lost the thread from Brian Gleichman, but, um, Brian Gleichman, send us an email. Yeah, send us an email. And meanwhile, I, I got to marshal my thoughts because I'm not sure what point I'm making. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you, you gotta, you gotta, you, you, you gotta throw a rope into this quicksand that I'm thrashing I think you were around. You're making in. the point that uh, it's that you you do become sort of a little bit more jaded or yeah. more wise. Maybe that's the point that you were making is the difference between being wise with age and being jaded. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah um, kind of a companion to that. The difference between being wise exactly, like, like when. You know, the pessimists who kind of shrug their shoulders. What did you expect? Yeah, I expected. Yeah. Well, I expected to be engaging with humanity. Right. People who have the same aspirations that I do, the same compassion that I do, that many many people do, and uh, 
that has generated rather a lot. Uh, and shrugging your shoulders and saying, Ugh, you know, I'm, I'm a pessimist and yeah, everything's fucked up and uh, don't you already know that everything's fucked up? Like, you're not a hero. Right, yeah, you're not helping anybody. Yeah. Uh, and it's got uh, that that has nothing whatsoever to do with Brian Gleichman. I think I finally figured it out. I was just trying to like piggyback. Uh, I was trying to graft a, a point on that. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, the cynics can all go fuck themselves. So actually, really, Brian Gleichman, please send us an email. Uh, and actually, maybe that's what I'm what I'm getting is like actually I'm I'm sorry that I uh, that I was kind of punching down there. Uh, yes, rhetorically, it's. It doesn't make any sense. Right. But what that comes from is an idealistic place. That's the exact word that he used. And, and for Christ's sake, you, you can be idealistic and wise. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's all true. That's all true. All right. Um, I don't have anything else. Yes, you do. Yes, I you do. do. Because, like, I, I spoke too much. I was rambling. And, <laughs> and All right. You were rambling there. Okay. Uh, let's see. I love the issues where they have letters, and I know that they won't continue to do that <laughs> yeah. because, uh, yeah. you know, they're, they're going to run out of characters to to answer questions pretty soon. Oh, oh that. But uh, um, I like them very much because, you know, I do think of the, those people seem very, very real to me, which has been sort yeah. of a, a fun little, uh, you know, gift of, of doing yeah. this. And so when I read the reply from Scott Summers saying, you know, I'd really like a normal life, I'm like, I'm really you know rooting oh, for him uh, like i'm really yeah, wanting yeah, them yeah. to have that because they seem like real people to me yeah. and you know darn it they deserve it so they do yeah. they do um yeah this issue we, we it, it it you said it earlier like the x-men are barely in there mm-hmm. uh yeah i think i missed them yeah 100 percent did yeah uh, i mean it's that. nice getting introduced to rachel and forge, but uh, yeah, I want to know you know what's up. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to next. Know, Colossus week's. has a new costume. She does have a new costume. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to hear more about. I it. Hear more about how uh, you know, where he and, got and, it. Yeah. What's Kitty up to? Oh, we might. We might need to. I got to look at, at timeline. We might need to uh, do a special episode on uh, Kitty and Wolverine okay. miniseries. Let's do it. Uh, well, I right. mean, if we need you're, you're to, gung-ho. we should yeah. if we need to. Yes, you're excited. I'm excited. Okay, well, fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I I love talking uh, with you. Uh, that always excites me. Yeah. And we will talk to everyone next week. Next week. Yep. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the X Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa. <laughs>